let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, Street Sense is a newspaper with a mission to end homelessness in DC. In honor of the paper's 20th anniversary, two vendors, Aida Perry and Jackie Turner, are putting together an oral history of how Street Sense has helped so many Washingtonians find confidence, hope, and housing. It's Monday, December 19th, 2022. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is CityCast DC. Aida, Jackie, thank you so much for being here today. We're here at the Street Sense office. I'm a huge fan of Street Sense, and I know that y'all spend quite a bit of time here. Why is Street Sense something that everybody in D.C. should be aware of? Because it's a good company, and it helps a lot of people, and it gets relevant information out to the public. It's a lot of good things coming from Street Sense. Aida, what about you? Why do you think Street Sense is something that everybody should know about here in D.C.? Um, Street Sense gives a lot of people skills, artistic skills that they probably never knew they had in the past. They have these workshops like um, acting classes, um, illustration, poetry. Because I know when I first started here back in 2010, 11 or 12 when I came here they didn't have all those classes they didn't have all those workshops and um, now they have uh, photography and this helps a lot of people because a lot of vendors that I know personally you know um, who have participated in these workshops here with Street Sense have moved on and got their GED and then from getting their GED they moved on into going to college wow yeah because of the workshops, you know, it gave them an incentive, it gave them hope and they say, hey, I can really do this, you know. And a lot of them were still in shelters. And then as the years went by or months go by, next thing you know, they're in a, an apartment of their own because they're actually doing something for themselves. So the workshops are really, really important. And it gives a lot of the vendors a lot of hope. Are there any skills that you didn't know that you had that you discovered through a workshop? Writer's group. It's funny because I used to write a lot of term papers while I was in college, and I hated those term papers immensely. When I started writing, I was really frightened and a little scared. I wasn't sure if I could write anything about anything. So I decided to do something fun. I was talking about the buildings and the sidewalks, how they match like in fashion, and I was actually having fun with it. And then from that point on, I just started writing and writing about different things, like some little bit of politics, a little bit of spiritual stuff, a little bit of everything. I wanted people to know that Street Sense, even though we have vendors that have issues, but people who don't work for Street Sense have issues too. (laughs) And you're taking medication for your issues, just like the rest of us. So the thing is, is that don't judge a book by its cover. Judge us by our character, and that's all you need to know. Absolutely. Jackie, what do you think? 
Well, the art class, I had no idea that I was capable of expressing myself through art. And uh, it's relaxing, and it calms me down, and it lets me, you know, get my creativity on. And about the writing part, I never got off too much into the politics or this, that, and the other. But they let me say what I want to say in my words. I'm not a great speller, and neither one of my parents spoke English that good. But they let me, you know, express myself. And because of that, I've learned more and improved my writing. And it makes me feel like I'm doing something worthwhile that's relevant to society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear both of you really liking the aspect of connecting with the community, engaging, and inspiring people through your writing. Yeah. I like that. How did the two of you get involved in Street Sense in the first place? I happened to be living in a shelter for women, and there was this lady next to me because they had bump beds at the time. We were both on the top. And we got to know each other and everything. And she was really nice. So she told me a little bit about what the paper is. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I, I don't I don't think I could do that. So she came back to me like two days later. She says, Aida, why don't you try this? You really, you know, try it and see what, what can happen. She said, Aida, I just made $80 within an hour. And I said, when do I go? <laughs> yeah, where do I sign up? That's the inspiration. <laughs> Jackie, what about you? How'd you get started? Well, my husband, I'm divorced now, but he was selling streets in for a long time. And I had two jobs and some more stuff. And anyway, we had some issues and I left and I went to Shelton. He said, you know, you got to try it. And it took me a while to get off the ground. Because I would, you know, like stand there and look silly and, you know, and like people going to run to me and get the paper. So then he said, you got to say something or do something. And uh, the guy that uh, trained me, um, he's he's been writing for Street Sense for a while. And he, well, he's a bartender now and he got his own business and everything. But he gave me a lot of pointers. And he said, you know, you know sell your paper like you would sell anything else. And I was like, okay. So then I started saying street sense, street sense, you know. I started getting money like Aida saying that. That's an inspiration right there. But street sense have a lot of different ways to help people. For people that's shy and don't want to say nothing, if they get hungry enough, they're going to start talking. You know, and a lot of times it builds up their confidence. I know that Street Sense is turning 20 and you two are leading the Oral History Project. How how did that come to be? And what kind of stories are you getting from folks about the way that Street Sense has impacted their lives? Oh, all kinds of good things. They learn different things and uh, it helps them in different ways. And to some of the people that I interviewed, Everybody has all different reasons why people end up here. And it's all different reasons why they pull themselves up and leave here. As simple as that. From sleeping on the street to running away from your husband. And that makes the world go round. (laughs) 
It's time to get dressed up, DC! So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree that's to help raise funds for homelessness in DC. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow! There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. How many folks have y'all talked to for the Oral History Project? I interviewed four people. And the thing is, is that just like, you know, pretty much what Jackie said, everybody has different reasons why they do things, you know. You don't want to really put that put it out there. I mean, they already did during the interview. Um, Wendell, uh, Amina, Washington, all of them put a lot of stuff out there for people to hear their story. And then, of course, and there's a lot of people out here, too, necessarily are not always homeless. They do it for supplement their income. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not making enough money, you know, or they can't find work, you know, especially with the COVID-19 and everything. And then, of course, they might, like I said, Jackie was correct in saying they got issues. They might have a, you know, issue about, you know, they're taking medication, makes them sleepy, could make them drowsy, it can make them anything, you know, and you have to be awake on the job. So... It's a lot of health issues. Right away, people automatically will say, oh, they're on drugs or they're an alcoholic. No, that's no, not that's always not true. true. It's not true. They just have health issues that they, the medication they take, they just can't hold down a job. So Street Sense is a, it's, it's a contract, independent contract job. They can work any hours they want. They can work wherever they want. And if they want to work one hour and they just accumulate maybe $50 or $100 and that within that hour, they go home. Like I said, you get out of it what you put into it. I'm not saying that they don't have alcoholism or drug addiction or mental illness or just plain insecurity about oneself or low self-esteem. But don't the world have that? Exactly. You have a lot of people that work eight hours, 16 hours a day. They are drug addicts. Right. <laughs> alcoholics. And I see them all the time. Yeah, we see all the We're like the, the invisible people we, on the street. We, we're the invisible know? people we to see them. Things. And we see a lot. We see a lot. But mm-hmm. you know what? So, it has grown. Because at first mm-hmm. it seemed like everybody had a downcast attitude about streets and that everybody here was just, you know, out the lunch bunch. But as time went on and the training went on and because in the beginning they had to put in there, you know, that you had to be a certain way. You couldn't come selling the paper, you know, 
intoxicated. They have guidelines, rules and guidelines. It got better and better until people started to read, actually read, not just say, oh, I'm doing my job. Because, you know, people love to feel like, oh, I gave $2 to the homeless. What's something that you wish that people knew about how they engage with vendors, street sense vendors? Well, you know what? I've had people come up to me and says, you know what, Aida? I read your article and God, it was for me and I made the right decision. See, these are good people, you know, because they're reading and they're looking at the article, you know. Then you got people who don't even buy the paper and they're making an assumption. Don't make an assumption. It goes back to what you said at the beginning of our interview is that you really can't judge a book by their co- by its cover. You don't know what people are going through, what their circumstances are. Mm-hmm. So always, always try to... What s- mood they might be in. Hey. <laughs> Aida, Jackie, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. I want to say thank you for the opportunity to express myself, to meet more things, and let everybody know Street Sense is for everybody because it's information. That's what's important. And before you head out, some quick news. So if you listened to our live taping earlier this month, then you already know that we went off about how D.C. can't approve its own judges and how there have been more than a dozen vacancies for the past year because of it. Well, maybe Senate listened in too, because they just filled seven spots on the D.C. Superior Court and the D.C. Court of Appeals. It's not quite the statehood win that we would all prefer, but hey, it's something. Meanwhile, Metro is exploring a new blue line loop that would help ease congestion at the Roslyn stop. The loop would run from a new second Roslyn station through Georgetown, cut across D.C. to Union Station, make a turn south for Navy Yard, then link back up with the existing Metro system at Huntington. The project is not yet funded and could cost billions of dollars. And finally, the D.C. government is considering tax incentives to encourage developers to convert office space into apartments instead. As it's written now, the program would require 15% of the housing to be affordable. Right now, there's 20 million square feet of vacant office space across the city. A record high. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell your friend who grabs street sense on their commute? They can also rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. And we'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then. Everybody got a reason how they got here in the first place. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. Um, oh, <laughs> long, long bells. <laughs>